Before we begin our latest episode, me and Tom just wanted to take a moment to salute the actor Bill Paxton, mm-hmm. who sadly died aged just 61 on uh, February 25th. A couple of days before we're recording this mm. podcast. Uh, one of Hollywood's best character actors. Um, he'll be remembered for roles in Apollo 13, uh, Twister, which funnily enough we brought up yeah. uh, in, in our previous episode, yeah. uh, Titanic, um, but also cult favourites um, like Near Dark, which again we mentioned, we mentioned recently. It's a great film. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, the Terminator, uh, Aliens, Predator 2. Uh, in fact, Bill Paxton was one of only two actors, don't know if you knew this, the other being Lance Henriksen who's been killed on screen by a Terminator, <laughs> an alien, and a That's Predator. That's quite impressive. It's quite, quite, the, uh, quite the claim. So, rest in peace, Bill. Uh, the game might be over, but we'll remember. So, you're doing this talk tomorrow at school? Yeah, I'm just writing it. Hey, don't worry, son. Do you realize the shit I've been getting about this? What, because I'm doing this talk? They know you're going to tell them all to stop playing video games. They've seen you on TV. I'm not going to make things worse for you, Johnny. I promise. I want to make it better. This is what I've written. You tell me if you like it. If you play violent video games, you will go to hell. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay? This is the greatest computer ever devised. You have a choice. I think you should be aware of what it is you're putting on your cranial hard drive. Some of you may resent me for suggesting you stop playing violent video games. Fair enough. You have that right. You give me this. I don't blame you. I blame the big, isolating, money-driven games industry that wants you to think violence is cool. Because I think you all know, in reality, it's not. How's that? That's good, Dad. Yeah? I think that'll be good. Yeah? Thank you. I love you, son. Two Geeks, Two Beers, and a Laptop. Episode 27, Duke Nukem. save the world once again uh what are you going to do i'm gonna run for president hail to the king baby very smooth okay. cheers, cheers. Ah. Oh. Mm. Mm. that is not <laughs> what i expected <laughs> hello and welcome to episode 27 of Two Geeks, Two Beers and a Laptop with me, Tom, and Morgan. All right. 
this time we're going back to the world of video games mm. for this episode. Well, our last video game episode was more popular than I had anticipated. Mm. I have to say, our point and click adventure episode. That yeah, all of all oh, we had Sega Mega Drive and well, Sega Mega Drive, of course. Yeah, they, well, yeah, both, both done quite well. Went down a storm, and uh, we're going back to sort of old school games, but also mm. kind of new as well in its own way is uh, Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem, which yeah. I'm excited about this because I know very little about Duke really? Nukem. No. What do I know? I'll tell you. Tell <laughs> <laughs> uh, This is all I know, is that it's some kind of action-adventure game. Yeah. Uh, he's a blonde guy, yeah. he's got uh, shades, guns, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And he's basically Bruce Campbell in the Evil Dead film series. Yeah. He says he says groovy, yeah. and that's all I know. We'll, we'll get on to how he's kind of uh, a bit dated. Okay. In, in today's and, in today's and inspired world. by Ash Williams. But, yeah, uh, but uh, well, we might as well start with what beers we're having now. Oh, yeah. You weren't very happy. Do you know with what? Choice. Some episodes we do we do really well. We've yeah. got we've got a great beer coming up for our next, our next episode, one, yeah. um, which I'm really proud of. Yeah. This I do not feel is one of our finest efforts. Now we we did make an effort. We went to like at least three or four different places. We did pr- the proper wine merchants. We went yeah. to a couple of supermarkets and off license. We proud really London. dodgy off license in Soho. <laughs> we proud London and Soho for about an hour yeah. in desperate search of a suitable but beer. But I think this is all right. It's mm. it's quite a famous Ringwood uh, beer, mm. Old Thumper. Old Thumper. Because Duke Nukem's a bit old now and he does thump things. Brilliant. So I'm quite happy. With that. Brilliant, cheers. So cheers to that. Ah, see? Mm. Oh, 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 spillage. Fine, got away with it. So, for me, mm. so you know next to nothing about you. Next to nothing. I would say ne- nothing, not even next to nothing. See, I think I've mentioned in a previous episode the first sort of gaming experience I ever had mm. was we had a really old computer, mm. but it was about, so it was about five years after this first game came out mm. quite late in the day and it's well, all MS-DOS type games. Right, because we've talked before about how yeah. we always had the console that was just out of fashion. Yeah. We always had the PS1 when the PS2 came out and so on and so forth. Yeah. And so, um, way before I'd even had dreams of playing on the Mega Drive or anything <laughs> like that, I had, yeah, just, I don't mm. know if, it was, I guess, Windows 3.1. Right. Like, really old. Yeah. And we had, like, proper old games. And for me, this is like, oh, my God, yeah. cutting-edge technology. Is this, this is this, like, one step up from a Spectrum? Yeah. 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 Dizzy. And, um, you know, they were good games for its time, but I had no idea that I could be playing, like, the SNES or, you know, proper <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but for me, it was brilliant. And so, uh, Duke Nukem, um, for me, was my favourite game for a long time. Right. But I didn't know that I only had, like, a demo version. You know when you know when <laughs> so you're, you're like yeah. this game's amazing, yeah. and then years later you found out, yeah. oh my god! Do you know when you're little and uh, for some reason games and things like that last forever, and you yeah. go back to it now and you can yeah. complete it in like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, it, I don't know if I was just dumb <laughs> or I just love well, playing it over and over. I mean, you know, time just extends when you're when you're a child. Yeah. It seems that it seems to go by a lot slower. But also. Uh, with a lot of games you couldn't save them no. so they were just impossible to yeah. complete so you yeah. could you, you, they had better replay value and as we've said before you can go on YouTube now and watch like speed runs. speed runs speed runs and they do it as I said, someone completes really Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in yeah. like 20 minutes so Duke Nukem was created by I don't I have to admit I don't know how to pronounce it it's either mm. Apogee or Apogee software someone will tweet and so uh, apologies yeah, for that at Good Geek's start. cast Good start. Yeah. Uh, tweet and let us know Yeah, uh, it's now they're now known as 3D Realms and it was for IBM compatible compatible personal computers, and then later it went to proper consoles. And stuff. Right. So. So when was this? So the first game came out in nineteen ninety one. Right. So in the original game, I'll give you sort of rundown of the general feel of, of the series. So in the original game, Duke Nukem, he barely spoke, 
and he was portrayed as a, a disgruntled TV viewer hired by the CIA to save Earth from the mad scientist Dr. Proton, <laughs> whom he took offence for interrupting his soap operas. <laughs> Alright. So he wasn't really... Not like, your traditional action no, hero. No, this is the thing. In the second game, he evolved into an actual proper uh. action hero, but he remained silent. So those first two games are sort of just platform classics. Right. You don't have any cutscenes. We have cutscenes, but all text. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. That's that's all it was. But since, the, but then in the third game, it all changed, and he it was a first person shooter. Right, and was, right, And that's right, when right. you had actual sound. Ooh, um, cutting edge. And his personality since then has been that of a confident, aggressive, politically incorrect, wisecracking, hyper masculine person, which is essentially the kind of action hero that I doubt you'd get away with. And also how I think most people would describe the two of us. Really. That sounds, sounds it's uncannily <laughs> Hyper-masculine. similar. Hyper-masculine. Hyper-masculine. Yeah. yeah. Um, although not superhuman, Duke manages to achieve incredible physical feats of violence and conquest <laughs> through sheer machismo, machismo, <laughs> machismo. Machismo. and expertise with automatic firearms. So as long as he's got guns and his, you know, cockiness. <laughs> do you know what though? Do you know what though? If, you're, if, if you've got guns, you, don't, you know, no. give you a bit of machismo, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. And uh, or machismo. Uh, is it and in the last game his massive ego is somehow capable of functioning like a shield from physical damage so that's how so it's like like, it's like like it can deflect insults but it can also deflect actual bullets yeah right so his missions generally involve killing aliens that have mm. invaded earth mm-hmm. he is apparently sexual, sexually adept and irresistible to females. So Again, it's just like you're yeah, reading know, from a biography, mate. It sounds, sounds so familiar. <laughs> and circumstances often find him surrounded by many buxom women. As you can probably guess, his current character is a pastiche of mm. many kind of Hollywood mm. action Because he kind of, I, I know I've talked about you know, the Ash Williams Evil Dead thing, yeah. He's, he, he quotes Ash a lot, but also he kind of looks a bit like Arnie. Yeah, yeah Arnie's an obvious one, but there are some weird ones I wouldn't have thought mm. of. His most famous line is taken from They Live with Roddy Piper. Oh, um... You know, you might know it. I, I've, yeah. I've come here yeah. to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. That's gum. exactly correct. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. It's time to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And I'm all out of gum. Um, but I looked up Johnson John, and I thought, yeah. it must have been in other things, but he's just, he's just a voice actor. He just, he's done lots of games. Lots, right, okay, okay. But, and he's like a radio personality. In but I bet, I bet, because you, you, you'd be surprised that these people have, are like, just huge stars yeah, in like, yeah, the yeah, convention yeah. circuit. People yeah, oh, will, God, yeah. I've been to conventions where you have people who are like in shows that are on right now, huge shows, you know, like, um, you know, those superhero shows yeah. like The Flash and things yeah. like that. And they have like, eh, no cues. And then there's some guy who's in some, a voice actor in some game I've never heard of yeah. and they're queuing around the block. It's insane. Yeah. To me, it was, you know, just another game in the studio. Of course, the first time I heard the words Duke Nukem, I laughed. I think everybody does the first time they hear it. Well, it's interesting, uh, in the original casting session, we had, uh, I think, George Broussard on the phone from Garland. And uh, Lonnie and I were in the studio in San Diego and I, I I want to I, I want to say that George had the idea of Charles Bronson being the voice character that he heard, and you know Charles Bronson, he's got this kind of. It, to me, it didn't seem right, and I'm doing this sort of pseudo Charles Bronson voice in the studio, and and Lonnie goes, no, 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 hold on, it was her idea to to use Clint Eastwood. She said, think of Dirty Harry and the way he would speak with his teeth clenched. Do that. Go ahead, make my day line. I went, okay, go ahead, make my day. And Broussard heard that and he goes, I agree that's the right direction, but it's not big enough. Duke is a huge steroided dude. 
So I just took it down an octave, pretty much went, go ahead, make my day. And the second I said that line, uh, it was cemented right there. George Broussard said, that's the voice. Start recording, do it. So he's known for his trademark jetpack, his golden Desert Eagle pistol, just like Bullet Tooth Tony and Snatch. <laughs> Snatch. And, nice little crossover reference. And Ray-Ban Wayfarer sunglasses. Yes. Uh, which completely conceal his eyes, and which he has been seeing, even wearing at night. <laughs> He'll never take off his eyes. Is, have you ever seen his eyes? Is Since he, the second game. No, right, no, is he no. like Judge Dredd, never removing his helmet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. Um, he's also known for his blonde, military-style, flat-top haircut. Mm which has existed since the very first game, yeah. never changes his style, never right. goes out of fashion. Right. <laughs> never goes out of fashion because yeah. it was never was in yeah. fashion. Yeah. He usually wears a red tank top, blue jeans, good look. The strong look. Yeah. Though his tank top is pink in the first game. <laughs> very different character yeah. in the first game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In yeah. the first game, he was, he was just a guy. You yeah, know, just some your, dude. But, you know, he's like yeah. Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Yeah, there we go. Uh, in some of the games, Duke executes a manoeuvre known as the Mighty Foot, which is simply a strong kick. <laughs> Right, okay. And he's notable for constantly constantly smoking a cigar mm. all the time. And if you wanted to know, he is six foot four and weighs two hundred and forty pounds. Good to know. Yeah. So there's actually only been four proper Duke Nukem games. But from what I can gather doing a bit of research for this episode, there are four actual games, mm. but so many that were in the works and scrapped and so yeah. on and so forth. So I'll go into a little bit in terms of scrapped games, but yeah. I'm not gonna bother going with the spin-offs because there's loads of spin-offs, oh, okay. you know, like expansion packs. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You know, little spin Yeah, well, you game. didn't even have the proper game. No, exactly. <laughs> so we'll start with 1991's Duke Nukem, mm. a 2D, 2D platform game on MS-DOS. And as I say, one of the first games I ever played, properly addictive. And it's one of those games when you look on uh, on YouTube, yeah. the sounds and and the, the colours and everything mm. just make it, ah, nostalgia central. Does it, does it hold up if you think if you played yeah, it now? I'd play it now. I was, they re-released it like mm. on Windows and Mac mm. like a couple of years ago mm. it's one of those games which got like um, what's the word emulator yeah so you could, you could play it again so I'll just I'll just give you a feel yeah go on um, just so you know what I'm talking about like a proper old school platformer yeah, that's like it's like kick ass mario yeah i i didn't have a clue that duke nukem went back that far oh, really? i thought it was a more mm. modern invention so mm. to see it that's quite interesting for yeah. me to see it yeah, in that light the loose plot yes was that it was set in 1997 which is quite a year for isn't that where judgment day is <laughs> august 20 august yeah. 29th 1997 yeah. i think <laughs> which at the time was the near future <laughs> yes yeah uh dr proton is a madman determined to take over the world with his army of tech bots Duke Nukem, the hero, takes upon the task of stopping him. First, there's like a couple of episodes that's mm. released together. The first episode takes place in the devastated city of Los Angeles. The second episode, Duke chases Dr. Proton to a secret moon base. In the third episode, Dr. Proton escapes into the future and Duke pursues him through time to put a permanent end to his mad schemes. Wow. This is like the far flung future of 2004 yeah. or something. <laughs> it's like but it's just, you know, classic tropes, yeah. like health power ups, which always, it always come in the shape. You like, you shoot a, a, like a box and mm. then like, a, a leg of chicken. Yeah, was, classic. And, and like a can of pop. Yeah, classic. <laughs> uh, and then you just got guns, you need yeah. keys to open a door and robots to shoot. It's mm. just what you want. I'm surprised, the, I think platform games are coming back in their own way. Like old school, sort of um, hipster sort of games. But I want them to come back properly. <laughs> yeah. Really good. Um, but apparently after the game's release, Apogee Software became aware that in Captain Planet and the Planeteers, 
the animated series featured a character with the same name. What called Duke Nukem? Yeah, what's Duke a, Nukem. What are the odds? Yeah. I get. Oh, I, no, 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 that's pretty I unlikely. Know. Hey, Mr. Nukem, come here. They're talking about it on television. You say this totally automated plant is the safest in the world? That's the way I designed it. We even have state-of-the-art security systems. Nothing can go wrong. Ha! It already has! Duke Nukem's instruments never lie! And therefore, to avoid a lawsuit, they actually renamed the 2.0 version of its game Duke Nukem with a U. Nukem. Duke, 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 Duke Nukem. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it later turned out that Duke yeah. Nukem was not a registered name. So Poe just went, oh, we'll register it then. Well, yeah. <laughs> so they just continued using it in a sequel. So Captain Planet... Almost took, almost took Duke Nukem down to yeah. zero. Almost did. <laughs> so, Duke Nukem 2 came out in 1993. Right. Again, a platform adventure. Mm. Improved graphics, but much of the same. I've never played it. Why not? And I've looked, because that's all I had. Right. But <laughs> you, you didn't even have the first no. one. No. So, if, if I'm going to try and get an emulated version, yeah. so I'll just be so excited to yeah. see what happens. <laughs> Future in 1998. Ah, uh, 1998. Because Duke mentions that he yeah. defeated Dr. Proton the previous year. One year before the setting of the Space 1999. <laughs> <laughs> really getting into the far flung future now. The evil Regalitans, Regalitans plan to enslave Earth and they kidnap Duke, who is performing an interview about his new autobiography, Why I'm So Great, <laughs> to use his brain to plot the attack for their forces. But he breaks free and saves the world, obviously. Obviously. So, uh, yeah, not much to say about that, really. It's just right, the well, same yeah. sort of game, yeah. just improved. Yeah. You know. But in 1996, mm. everything changed mm. because Duke Nukem 3D was released. See, this is where I think yeah. I, yeah. much as, as little as I know, this yeah. is my where my you know remote. small small remote amount yeah. of familiarness comes in. So um, this was available familiarity. on DOS, Mac, Sega, Saturn, PlayStation mm. One, Nintendo 64, and the GameCom, which is What's the GameCom. It's it's it looks when it's on when it's written down it's like yeah. game.com but it's right. called GameCom and right. it's just one of those consoles which lasted about 30 seconds and we have definitely got, I'm going to do right. a, a shit consoles episode one day because there's so many amazing ones out there can't wait uh, to do that GameCom yeah so that's a little teaser for a future episode right there so this time it was a first person shooter so completely different mm. so and along with uh, Wolfenstein 3D and Doom yes those three were the ones that kind of yes. brought first person shooters into the mainstream yeah. again both, both of which may form future episodes at some mm. point um, we already know what beer we're going to have we do know what beer we're going to have for the Doom episode <laughs> um, if, you, if, you, if you're a beer aficionado you, you might be able to guess um, so it was at the time released to major acclaim this, this yeah, yeah. Uh, it praised the interactivity of the environments the general gameplay the level design the risque humour the pop culture satire it lampoons so many like Hollywood action heroes mm. It was violent, but in a good way. It even had erotic elements, which were, which were. There you go. But it was. Uh, it sounds like they've really stepped things up a gear. But it was kind of criticised for its general portrayal of women. But uh, <laughs> we'll just, you know. It was a different time. It was a different time. It's ninety six. It's ninety six. Judgment Day hadn't even happened yet. Yeah. Um, so many pop culture references in the game, including lines taken from actual just just lines ripped from. <laughs> yeah. Again. Pop, pop culture references. Yeah. Just slash just, lines just yeah. copied from, from TV shows and films. Uh, Aliens, Dirty Harry, Evil Dead Two, Full Metal Jacket, Jaws, Pulp Fiction, and They Live again. Pulp Fiction. That only just come. I out. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, players also find corpses of famous characters like Luke Skywalker, Indiana Jones, Snake Plissken, the protagonist of Doom, 
and a Smash T800. So you can find like dead versions ah, of that, which is nice. quite cool. Um, you can also navigate a tunnel into a wall of a prison cell hidden behind a poster, just like in the Shawshank Redemption. Because <laughs> <Okay>. every action-adventure <laughs> video game needs a Shawshank reference. Um, and you can also apparently see the monolith from 2001 A Space Odyssey, but ah. I have to admit, I've only seen bits of that film because it's the most boring film of all time. I've seen all of it, and don't bother, it's really bad. We're never going to do an episode on 2001 because it's really pretentious. <laughs> And not all that good. And the game cover itself is a parody of Army of Darkness with Duke posing as Ash Williams, as you've already mentioned. Mm, groovy. So, yeah. And he says groovy. Groovy. Uh, yeah, a, a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a little story in the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> only a brief text prelude located under help in the main menu. <laughs> right, so it's like you can skip it entirely. Yeah. Uh, there's a few cutscenes here and there. Um, the game picks up right after the events of Duke Nukem 2 with Duke returning to Earth in his space cruiser. As Duke def- descends on Los Angeles in hopes of taking a vacation, his ship is shot down by unknown hostiles. While sending a distress signal, Duke learns that aliens are attacking LA and have mutated the LAPD. And so with his vacation plans now ruined, Duke hits the eject button and vows to do whatever it takes to stop the alien invasion. So, let's have a little clip for you to peruse. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just, just uh, for its time, amazing graphics. Yeah, and, and the I music was. And I can't believe I've never played this or, or really had any awareness of it because I was obsessed with Doom as a kid. I played Doom One and Doom Two, you know, so much. I was obsessed with those games, and that the game engine like looks almost identical. Yeah, yeah, it's great. But I, I have to admit, I'm a bit of a, a worse with these kind of games. Like, I don't know if I ever completed Doom, so I'm just too scared. Too scared. Yeah. You want to play in the dark? <laughs> it's, it's not like. Yeah, I'm not good at first-person shooters in general. Really? I prefer the platforms. It just seems scary. It's like, I can, I can only play GTA if I'm yeah. in the third person. Yeah. Um, it was attacked by some critics, as I say. Uh, mm. They alleged it promoted porn, pornography and murder, as most, <laughs> most games do. Uh, <laughs> Jemiah Wilson, then Vice President of Women's Media Centre, criticised a depiction of women for being extremely harmful, especially to young women. So in response to the critics, um, censored versions of the game were released in certain countries. Mm. Um, a similar censored version was carried at Walmart for many years in the US. You just have to ruin everything. It's not it? as much fun, is it? So that brings us to Duke mm-hmm. Nukem Forever. Oh, okay. This doesn't sound good. No. Okay. Came out eventually in 2011. When, when, is, a, when is a four call ever good? Yeah, especially in this instance. Uh, came out on Windows, Mac, PS3, and the Xbox 360. <laughs> Already you drained. Eventually. Came out on the Windows. It's, <sighs> it's really bad. So it was famously in development hell. Um, it probably should have stayed there. Right. If you ever want an example of something being in development hell, that mm. Duke Nukem Forever is it. Mm. So let's just have a little run through of the history of Duke Nukem Forever. Because okay. it's, it's fascinating. So it was originally in development under 3D Realms. And uh, director George Broussard, who was one of the creators of the original game, he first announced announced it in April 1997. Okay. Okay. Remember, yeah. it came out in 2011. Yeah. Uh, various promotional info for the game was released between then and 98. And after repeatedly announcing and deferring release dates, they announced in 2001 that it would be released simply when it's done. <laughs> Uh, no official video of the game was shown for almost eight years. Fucking until hell. 3D Realms released a new teaser trailer in December 2007. But the game then sank again for ages. 
This is like the Chinese democracy of video yes, games. Yes, it really is. But even worse, <laughs> if you can believe that. Uh, in May 2009, 3D Realms uh, was downsized for financial reasons, so it resulted in the loss of the game's development team entirely. Um, statements by the company indicated that the project was due to go gold soon, which means go, right? Um, with p- uh, pictures of final development. And then Take-Two Interactive, which owns the publishing rights to the game, filed a lawsuit in 2009 against 3D Realms over their failure to finish development. Fair enough. 3D Realms retorted that (laughs) Take-Two's legal interest in the game was limited to the publishing right, and the case was settled in 2010. Mm. So, in September September 2010, after 14 years, Duke Nukem Forever was officially reported by 2K Games to be in development by Gearbox Software. It was originally confirmed to be released on May the 3rd, 2011, with a worldwide release following on a couple of days later. This was, however, delayed by a month the June 10th and uh, finally the launch trailer was released on June 2nd 2011 and uh, it was finally released everywhere by August 2011 so 1997 was when it was first announced God. it took that long and it only came out six years ago yeah blimey so it was set 12 years <laughs> 12 years after he saved Earth from an alien invasion Junior yeah. is now a worldwide icon and has achieved great fame from his heroic deeds after sampling a video game based on his past heroics the game Duke plays at the beginning of the game is just like the third level of the previous game. Right. You can see him playing in it. He arrives on the set of a talk show for an interview, but on his way to the show, he witnesses a news broadcast announcing that aliens have once again evaded. <laughs> uh, and like previous encounters, the aliens initially appear peaceful, blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, it's just... What's wrong with it? Shit. It's just... <laughs> it's shit. It's, it's shit. Uh in fact, like the game ends mm. with a satellite surveying this detonation area mm. and it lists Duke Nukem as killed in action. To which what? he replies off screen, mm. what kind of shit ending is that? I ain't dead. I'm coming back for more. Yeah, I mean, being meta's fine, but you can't use it as no. a way out of being terrible. No. Uh, and in a post credit scene, a short video depicts a press conference where Duke announces his intent to run for the 69th president of the US. Wow. So it could be worse. Could well, I'm not sure. Could yeah, it? I'd rather have Duke Nukem as president. Yeah, but basically, the pro- well, I'm just going to play you like the trailer. <laughs> All right. Now, remember, this came out in 2011. Right. So there's a certain quality control by that point. Yeah, you've had, you had a great game by you, then. You incredible, know, advanced graphics. You know what graphics were like back then? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty you good. Know, GTA 4, I think, had come out. Yeah. Like, in 2008. Yeah. So a good three. Pretty advanced. Three or four years. Pretty advanced stuff. I'm okay. expecting here. Let's have a look. used to tell stories of a man who saved the world. A man whose very presence sent aliens running back to their motherships. A man who disappeared without a trace. When the invaders came back, they came back angry. They tore our planet apart, bit by bit. But they made one mistake. They shouldn't have gone after our women. Damn it. Why do they always take the hot ones? Right in the jewels. Rest in pieces. What? Did you think I was gone forever? What about the game, Duke? Was it any good? Yeah, but after 12 years, it should be. 
I mean, yeah, the graphics don't look no. much beyond no. your, your basic PS1 standard. And the thing was, when I first saw that, I, I got excited. Yeah. You just said you, it looks quite fun. Oh, yeah, it looks quite fun. But it was just... I, I remember I, I, I bought it, actually. I was really looking forward to it. And I played it for about an hour. Mm. And I just was so bored. You were a broken man. And I instantly sold it. And I remember, wow. actually, I sold it on eBay... And a guy, it was weird because he lived nearby when yeah. I bought it, and he came around to, to get it. And yeah. was like, he's like, "Is it any good? Just uh, see for yourself, mate." <laughs> you didn't want to lie it, to him. Yeah. Well, I can't. Oh, I, yeah. can't I can't explain. You just got to play it yourself. Only sold it for like a five. <laughs> it only came out like a month. Before. Is this is this common consensus that this oh, game yeah. sucks? It was, okay, it was slammed for just it's for so many reasons. It's it's bad plot. It's shit graphics. Crap. Just everything about it was just felt so dated. Yeah. And it should have just started from scratch because obviously it was right. it was taken from stuff they had done like ten years previously, yeah. and it's just yeah. You can tell. But what's interesting for me is that um, before Duke Nukem Forever came out, mm. Duke Nukem was often listed on many like best characters and best heroes. Yeah. I loved him. Yeah. So for instance, uh, he was listed as number number one on Screw Attacks top ten coolest video game characters in two thousand seven. Um, he was in the top ten forces of good in their two thousand four list of retro game heroes. Retro Gamer called him the ultimate cheese hero and a true remnant of 80s action flicks. Um, just so many little... Even Empire ranked him as the 20th greatest video game character of all time, calling him one of the great best action characters ever devised. Wow. And adding that film might have Schwarzenegger, but gaming's got Mr. Newcomb. But then reception of the character by the time Duke Nukem Forever was released, <laughs> and, it, and it's sort of a sign of the changing times. Mm. Like, and you know, we've said before mm. how just... The, the offence generation now mm. is totally different mm. to what it was 10 years ago. Mm. And so in 2007, everyone's going, yeah, it's great, yeah, yeah. Jim Newcomb. 2017, yeah. Uh, Dan Whitehead of uh, Eurogamer elaborated on Duke Nukem's decreased relevance since 1996 and added that the character's half-hearted digs at rival franchises were advised due to the game's datedness. Um, IGN, uh, they likened his maturity to a 12-year-old boy with internet access and expressed disappointment to the character's datedness and a missed opportunity on the developer's part to play with the idea of Duke as an anachronism. It's a bit of a wanky thing to say. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but the thing is has the character changed yeah. or have we changed <laughs> but people have described me as charmingly uh, he's gone from charmingly foul mouth to obnoxious and embarrassing um, just yeah everyone just essentially just saying how now he's just a bit of a douche no one, mm. no one likes him he's like mm. but you loved me that 10 years ago yeah, yeah. yeah it's the darkness all over again everyone loved the darkness <laughs> for 10 minutes but next year everyone hated him like, what did I do wrong suddenly that self-referential glam metal yeah. was out of fashion but who's really changed <laughs> Um, as I said earlier there were lots of other spin-offs and cancelled games mm. there was Duke Begins which would have explained how he became the man we know him now between like <laughs> like Batman Begins yeah. um, in fact though uh, in 2011 uh, the official Xbox magazine reported that Gearbox Software did plan to reboot the Duke Nukem franchise uh, once they'd finished with Aliens Colonial Marines um, so that would have come out that was since Duke Nukem Forever came out but I think right. because Duke Nukem Forever did so shit yeah. that that's just there's no been no like Confirmation is the fact that's still happening. No, or, it is not. But, Don't yeah, worry about I it. Think it's, I think it's. it's I think it's gone. dead. But you'd think, how has it not been a Duke Nukem film? I was thinking that. Yeah. I was literally thinking, you're, you're, you're giving. Yeah. You're giving voice to my <laughs> thoughts and concerns. So during the late nineties, it was announced that Hollywood movie producer Lawrence Kasanoff mm. of Mortal Kombat fame. Ah. He was working on a Duke Nukem movie. But because it's so referential of movies, mm. would it work or would it just? No. be Hollywood eating itself probably not uh, the plot was to feature aliens invading Duke's favourite strip club 
Kasanov's Duke Nukem movie never advanced past the pre-production phase for numerous reasons, primarily funding problems. Sure. Um, plans were announced during 2001 for a live-action Duke Nukem movie to be produced by Kasanov's company, Threshold Entertainment, but the movie was never produced. During 2008, Max Payne producer Scott Fay revealed to IGN that he was planning to produce Duke Nukem as a movie. Oh, great. Well, we all know how good the Max Payne movie was. Um, he hoped to com- complement these with the Duke movie scenario that would compel a studio to finance a feature version. Certainly there's a large audience that knows and loves this character. Bear in mind, this was before Duke Nukem Forever came out. <laughs> We're expanding Duke's story verse in a very significant major way without abandoning or negating any ele- element that's been used to introduce Duke to next-gen platforms. But by mid-2009... That's uh, hasn't really no no more information. Hasn't materialised. Yeah. Who would you who would you cast if That's there the was thing, a movie? I don't know. Do you know Josh what? Holloway. Josh Holloway. You would cast Josh Holloway in anything. <laughs> Chris Barry. Chris Barry. <laughs> I would, I think he looks a little bit like Kurt Russell in Soldier. Ooh, yeah. If you could get he, Kurt at yeah, that he point, brilliant. That yeah. would have been perfect. Yeah. Don't know if there's anyone now. Mm. Army Hammer needs a new role. <laughs> Army. Yeah, but one of the Hemsworths. Maybe, yeah, or maybe Chris. Chris. Uh, <laughs> well, well, obviously Chris. I think yeah. any any. Big buff guys that are good at acting. Mm. Skarsgård, can he pull it off? Is he big enough? He's a bit of bit puny. You'd have to buff up. He's a bit puny. Yeah. Says us. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Not nah. so much. Maybe there's just no one. Who, no one who could do it justice. Nah. As long as it's not Mark Wahlberg. Just get Johnson. John. I don't know what John Cena. Like. John Cena. John Cena. Yes. There we go. We've hit upon it. There we go. John Cena. As Hollywood. Duke. I hope you're listening. He'd be like a retired Duke who knows he's gone out of fashion. Yeah. But they need him for one last, yeah. one last. John Cena's an underrated actor. Yeah. The Marine, twelve rounds. So that's uh, pretty much, pretty much there is everything there is to know. Everything there is, or everything, everything you need to know yeah. about Duke. Nukem. All we know about Duke Nukem. <laughs> Um, so what do you think now? Do you? Would you I'm, I'm really it? intrigued, especially seeing the footage from Duke Nukem 3D, because as I say, I was obsessed with Doom, and I played that so much. Wolfenstein as well, yeah. and they, they they seem very much. Of a, of a similar ilk so I, I'm sort of baffled kind of it's kind of almost going back to the origins of Two Geeks yeah. with the, where, I, where I loved all the Jerry Anderson series yeah. and I had never seen Terror Hawks as we discussed in our first ever episode and it's like I've, I've played similar games to this I don't know why it never really crossed my path see for me the Duke Nukem story is sad because it was loved for so yeah. long yeah. and it's one of those games that took so long to come out the fourth one mm. That it became a bit of a joke. Everyone took the piss out of yeah. it at this point, and they were like, "Do you know what? We'll wait and see. You never know. The game might come out. Yeah, look shit, but it could yeah. be good. Could be fun. Could yeah. be a fun game. Came like out, and it was just dreadful. It's like how we're all waiting for the for one more great Robert De Niro movie. Yeah, and do you know what? He's just going to keep making terrible, <laughs> gross out comedies. It's yeah. never going to happen. Yeah. So unless, and I just don't think there's a market now for another. Do you know what? We, we live in the age of of reboots and revamps, yeah. and maybe it might have to be very different. Yeah. To work in 2017, yeah. but maybe someone Look, will, you know, given enough time, someone will revamp Duke yeah. Nukem. They revamped Tomb Raider. They turned her from just being this pin-up with big mm. boobs, mm. just just for lads, mm. to this, like, uh, serious sort of, almost a feminist icon yeah. in the new game. She's yeah. just this tough... It's not about sexualising it. No, no. It's a genuinely brilliant game. Good point. So you never know. I don't know. It's not be like that, obviously. <laughs> but, I, I think it would be a stretch to turn Duke Nukem into yeah. a feminist icon. But, uh, but yeah. you know... But anyway, that's about it for this episode, I reckon. That's, that's all duked out. We're all, we're all duked out. Yeah. yeah. Um, as ever, please uh, come to our website if you want more, more <laughs> uh, Two Geeks goodness. Yeah, twogeeks2beers.com. Yeah. Uh, as ever, go to Twitter and Facebook, which is at Two Geeks Cast. Mm, follow us. Yeah, and please um, go to iTunes if that's how you get our, our stuff. 
and please rate and um, review us if you like. But yeah. if you can give us a five star rating, that'd be brilliant. Yes, please. And uh, all our previous episodes are yeah, there, and there's there. tons of them, dozens, literally yeah. dozens yeah. of them. More than we thought we'd ever do. <laughs> yeah. And we promise we will try and do more on a regular basis. It's it's <laughs> it's my bad. Like, yeah, the editing process, but there will be more. And if you have any ideas for future yes. episodes, not that we're running out, we're not. No, We've got a list. <laughs> but but um, if you would like to suggest an episode, and we will be. Uh, taking up some fan suggestions yeah. um, then please do email us at podcast at twogeeks2beers.com yeah. and I will leave you ah. with this is the other thing about Junior's that's really good mm. has had since the third game lots of great music in the soundtrack amazing and the main theme of Duke Nukem 3D is called Grabag and uh, Megadeth Megadeth contributed to it so we'll leave you with Megadeth and the Duke Nukem theme. Nice.